Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you're addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I am a Dynasty Freak which means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty on episode number 140. Happy Memorial Day. Just giving a short podcast this week. Um, I hope that you have a great long weekend. And today we're going to talk about um, just a few tips for what you could be doing as Dynasty managers at this time of year, as well as some of the players that I've been uh, adding to my teams on the waiver wire even after rookie drafts have taken place. So, of course, by this time of the year, most rookie drafts are over in Dynasty League, so some have yet to take place, I'm sure. I know I actually have two more rookie drafts to go. One is in my Freaks League. That's my longest-standing league of uh, 32 years, and we draft in person over Labor Day weekend, so that one is right before the season starts. Great tradition there. And the mother league I still have yet to draft is the Dynasty Diagnostic Championship League. That's a four-division, 48-team league with other Dynasty analysts, and that that starts actually on June 19th, so a couple more weeks. So most rookie drafts are over. Maybe you still have some to go like I do. But given that most have been over, what I wanted to uh, talk about today is a few things that you should be doing at this time of year in the Dynasty season. After the rookie draft and before the NFL's preseason starts, I think there are several things that Dynasty managers can do this time of year to improve their teams. And um, for leagues that have their waiver wires open, and you know when roster sizes increase based on the rookies after the rookie draft, I think there's several players that I want to recommend that you may want to pick up off waiver wires like I have uh, since the rookie drafts have been completed. So first, let me just give you three tips. Three tips on things that you can be doing uh, at this time of season after your rookie drafts and before the NFL preseason. Uh, first tip is that you should create your scout team. Uh, most Dynasty platforms, you know, have a scout team feature that allows you to create a list of players that you'd like to keep on your radar. At this time of year, it's really important to add those players to your scout team just so you're keeping an eye on them. So think about all the rookies that you like that were not drafted. Add them to your scout team. Uh, look at, at your, <clears throat> then scour your league's waiver wire. This is one thing I do. I just scour the entire waiver wire and add players that maybe a year or two ago, maybe they're a third-year player that's not broke out, but you, you remember that you liked them in the rookie draft three years ago. Add them uh, to your scout team. And then finally, reassess your roster to see if there are players that you would like to drop for any of the players that you've just added to your scout team. If you don't go through the process, you won't really know. I'm going to share more about the players that I've added um, in this podcast, but if you're not ready to perform a waiver wire move, at least note the one or two players on your roster that are back-end guys that you're ready to drop if a situation changes, an injury occurs, or an NFL trade is made, or a free agent is signed. There's still some free agents out there. Just so that you know, here's the one or two players I'd be most willing to drop, and then you've created a scout team of all the players that you're interested in, because uh, before the preseason starts, the situations and opportunities are still going to change, and so you'll be more prepared to pounce on them um, if your waiver wire is open. Second thing I would recommend to do this time of year is study the depth charts. You know, when analyzing the last one or two players on your roster, it's helpful to take a close look at NFL depth charts. Of course, the NFL teams are the only 32 entities that know truly what their depth charts are, <laughs> but there are plenty of outside resources that create very educated guesses on the depth charts. I always look to our lads, if you all know that, rlads.com, uh, O-U-R-L-A-D-S. <clears throat> rlads.com is where I go to see how they list the depth charts. At this time of the year, 
I go through every team's depth chart just to help me decide which of the final one or two players I want to add or drop from my dynasty rosters and which players I want to add to my scout team. If there are trades or free agent signings or injuries before the NFL preseason, then I'm better prepared to make a quick move at the back end of my roster in response to um, what, what happens. So it's very important just to, to look at the depth charts or remind yourself of who are the third and fourth receivers listed, at least by some reputable agency. Like I said, I use our lads. And setting the depth charts is something that I do meticulously this time of year. Go through all 32 teams and see the way our lads has them listed. Third thing I mentioned uh, to do this time of year is to follow beat reporters. I think it's important to follow beat reporters from NFL teams during the OTAs or organized team activities. Uh, follow the beat writers, see what they say on Twitter, or subscribe to their w- websites, their podcasts, or uh, check in with daily websites, and t- d- check in daily with websites like Roto World, uh, just so you can get updates on OTAs. Uh, the reports, you know, don't warrant any wholesale changes to your dynasty teams. Don't don't think that I'm saying that at this time of year, but they are essential, you know, bits of information that inform the churn at the back end of your roster, helping you make waiver moves ahead of other managers in your leagues because you're getting the news faster than they are. So beat writers, they're the ones that are present at OTAs and they talk with coaches. So their information really can give you a first glimpse into the team's depth chart, opinions on players on their rosters, and informing dynasty managers what to do at the back end of their rosters. So those are a couple tips for this time of year. And I've applied these three tips in all of my leagues. I've done these same, these same things in all of my leagues at this point that have already had their rookie drafts. And uh, now that caused me to actually make some moves that I wanted to tell you about. Uh, talk about some players that I have picked up off the waiver wire uh, since the rookie drafts. First players I'll mention is Frank Darby and Olamide Zacchaeus. Um, I already talked about last week on the podcast about how I added Frank Darby on waiver wires and on my and, and drafted him as the last pick of my rookie drafts as well. So I won't talk a ton about that, but I did add Darby to my teams really based on the talent opportunity given the likelihood that Julio Jones gets traded. And now I've added Zacchaeus based on the opportunity because our lads, uh, the website that I told you about, they have Zacchaeus ahead of Darby on their depth charts. Now, I do think that Darby's going to outplay him, but, you know, he's the one with the experience. He's the one that got uh, targets last year when, when Julio was out. I think Kyle Pitts and Russell Gage definitely have the most to gain if, if Julio Jones is traded. But Darby and Zacchaeus are going to compete for that wide receiver, wide receiver three spot if Jones um, is traded. And they're going to play a lot of snaps if they do. So I added Darby, like I said, in every league where he was available. And I'm betting on him to beat out Zacchaeus, but I've added Zacchaeus to my scout teams in case I'm wrong. Those are two players to keep an eye on. Same team, uh, next two players I'll talk about is Caldrick Allison and Caleb Huntley. <clears throat> Atlanta is one of the most open backfields in the league. After they did not add a running back in the draft like most people thought they did, then they added JV and Hawkins, the UDFA, who was my favorite uh, player to, you know, to rise given the opportunity which is why I drafted him in the third round of several rookie drafts, which I've already talked about on previous podcasts. But even though I like Hawkins, uh, based on his speed and college production, I have to admit that Caleb Huntley was brought in as a UDFA as well. And then Olison was actually drafted by the Falcons in the fifth round two years ago, so he has even more draft capital. So Hawkins actually has a player with equal draft capital and one with more draft capital ahead of him in the lineup. Our lads actually has Olison as the handcuff right now to Mike Davis. So Olsen was available in almost all of my leagues, and I picked him up in three leagues, and then I lost a waiver wire bid to him in two of my leagues. Um, I did not add Huntley, but I noticed that he was picked up in most of my leagues after the rookie draft, so everyone's speculating on who could be the best 
who could benefit the most if Mike Davis cannot handle the load uh, in, the, in the Atlanta backfield. Davis has uh, lost steam uh, at the end of the last season with Carolina. He started off so hot when McCaffrey was injured and lost steam at the end of the year. And so it's very likely that he's going to split time so that they won't wear him out in this 17-game uh, season. Someone's going to benefit either way. I'm banking on Hawkins or Olison, so those are the players that I've added. Next player I'll mention is Marquise Calloway. The Saints no longer have the second and third most targeted pass catchers on their 2020 team, Emmanuel Sanders and Jared Cook, that is. Uh, granted, that does not include their fourth highest targeted wide receiver uh, who was injured all year, Michael Thomas. So he had that freak injury all year long last year. But still, there's room for Callaway or Traquan Smith to see a massive bump in targets this year, with one of them winning the wide receiver two spot in New Orleans. Uh, this week, I listened to a podcast with Greg Cosell, uh, where he said that Callaway could win the number two job over Smith. Uh, I didn't know Callaway was a top safety recruit in the country when he was uh, uh, recruited for college, but then he converted to wide receiver late in his collegiate career. I think he's an outstanding athlete, and as a UDFA, has already received opportunities ahead of Smith at various times during the season, uh, who the Saints drafted Smith in the third round, so he should have you know, the draft capital to beat, to beat out Callaway, but Callaway's already been given his chances. I'm betting on Callaway to win the job, and I picked him up this week in four of my leagues, just given the opportunity that he's going to have with whatever the Saints' new offense looks like. Next player I'll mention is Calvin Harmon. Uh, Harmon was my number one ranked rookie in the 2019 draft class before the NFL draft, but I dropped him significantly after he was only drafted in the sixth round by Washington. So I loved him, but I had to drop him a bunch that year in that rookie draft. I couldn't believe that he was drafted so late but I had to drop him as a result. It may be my college film bias that uh, causes me to still believe in him, but part of my belief is also because we've yet to really see him play a full season healthy. Um, I was surprised to see when I went to our lads to check on the um, depth chart that they have him listed as a wide receiver three in Washington um, beside Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, but ahead of rookie Diami Brown. Maybe, uh, maybe that's the case. Maybe they, like me, believe that it's He's better than the wide receivers that they've drafted and acquired since drafting Harmon in 2019. You guys know from my previous podcast that Dami Brown is my most drafted rookie player, so I do believe in him too. But I'm willing to, to hold on to Harmon and have him be at the back end of my roster until it's time for those roster cutdowns just to see uh, what's going to happen there in Washington. I still believe in him, and I think he's got every chance to, to be the wide receiver three in Washington, uh, but I want to wait to see. He's someone that I added in several of my leagues. And finally... I'll say the Indianapolis tight ends. Uh, I've added Mo Alley-Cox, um, Jack Doyle to several of my teams, and I saw that the rookie, uh, Kylan Granson, was picked up in almost all of my leagues, um, if not drafted. He was often drafted in the, in the rookie drafts as the very last, in the very last round. Uh, Granson was a wide receiver at Rice and then a tight end at SMU, and he surprised and he had a fourth-round uh, draft pick by the Colts, who like to involve their tight ends. We all know that, that they like to involve their tight ends in that offense as does their new quarterback, Carson Wentz. So I find it really hard to believe that Granson can outplay the veterans ahead of him, like Doyle and Ali Cox. Um, our lads actually list Doyle and Ali Cox as co-starters with Granson right behind them. And then Trey Burton, who stole a lot of receptions and touchdowns from Doyle and Cox last year, is thankfully now a free agent. I think Doyle and Ali Cox have uh, had almost the same amount of playing time and almost the exact same amount of fantasy points last year. But Doyle's did play... a little bit more snaps when they were both healthy. Uh, but Allie Cox has a far greater athletic upside. So I've added both of them in a few leagues, 
and in some leagues where I had to choose between the one or two, I added Allie Cox, just hoping on his upside. Um, I've not added Granson in any of my leagues, but I've seen other sharp uh, dynasty managers doing doing that uh, much, uh, a lot during the end of this, uh, after their rookie drafts, rather. So those are the guys that I've been adding uh, after I completed my process. So those tips and things that I think you should do after your rookie drafts, um, take my advice, do some of that this week, and enjoy churning the very back end of your roster. I appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. My freaky friends, uh, make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's at gmail.com. I'm much better on email than I am on Twitter, so would love to get an email from you, converse with you about your rookies, the churn of the back end of your roster if you want to talk about that too. I'd be honored, to, honored if you would take time to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That would mean a lot to me. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. I do want to become your most trusted, independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Happy Memorial Day, and until next time, you know what to do. Go out there. Get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.